You're listening to a message from Pastor Kenny Garrett recorded at a live service at the General Baptist Church God's House of Prayer located in Fairborn, Ohio. Matthew chapter 2, we'll be there, we'll start in verse 1. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you've found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Will you bow your heads with me today? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us, the chance you've given us to assemble here this morning, Lord. I pray that you anoint me to preach a message you've given, anoint ears to hear, hearts to understand, draw us each closer to one another as you draw us closer to yourself. We'll never fail to give you the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So it's finally Christmas time, as we were talking about earlier. Christmas time is a coming. As Bill Monroe sang so many years ago. And it's a time that we look forward to with joy in our hearts. We eagerly anticipate what's about to happen. And I believe that it was meant for us to feel this way this time of year if we're focused on what the holiday is truly about. It was meant for us to feel that way, but in the last decade or so, it seems as if things have shifted and things have changed in America. Not only have they stolen this holiday, but they have replaced it with something worse, uh, much worse, which is shopping. They have replaced our celebration with shopping. But in the text this morning that we read, you see where this tradition of gift giving uh, kind of comes out of. It's born out uh, of these scriptures in a way and Giving things to others is a wonderful way to express your love and appreciation, but if you're not careful, 
with doing that in the holidays, what you'll end up with is what we have now. The way America celebrates Christmas today, it's all about giving and shopping and uh, retail numbers and nothing about the birth of a Savior, nothing about the birth of Christ. And we as a nation and as a church need to take heed of what the Bible says in the book of Joshua. As for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. Joshua didn't say anything about shopping. He didn't say that, uh, but he did say that he and his entire household would serve the Lord, that they wanted God's presence among them. Now, if we're being honest with one another, most of us like to receive gifts. It's because of a, a desire to please others and through Christmas gifts that Christmas has turned into a giant, giant selling spree. Parents love to indulge their children nowadays. Uh, it's certainly uh, been that way for a while. They love to buy things for children. Uh, I do as well. I, I do put a lot of thought into the Christmas gift for my niece. I try to find something that she will love and that my brother will dislike. I have achieved that this year in a fantastic way. I'll tell you about it after, after Christmas. But I'm pretty excited, pretty proud of myself. But it's bound up in a root and a cause where we want to be nice and we want to be generous and we want to give good gifts to our children, to our family, and to our loved ones. But if we're not careful, um, if you're not careful, if you don't have the right perspective, if you're not focused on God and a Savior at this time, things can get too far out of line. They can get too far off course. Uh, the buying and the shopping and the giving and uh, things of that nature can go too far. It can place the family in financial straits in the, in the year to come. Uh, and year after year, these things compound. And if you look at the scripture this morning, what do you think pleased the Lord the most? Was it the gifts that the wise men brought or the fact that they came and worshipped him that served uh, their purpose the most. Now again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with giving gifts at Christmas time. I think it shows a very Christian heart. But I think as we do buy things for others, I urge you to use common sense with your uh, budget and financial stewardship and try to keep the focus on the real meaning of Christ and what it means to us as individuals. This morning we had prayer requests for our service men and women that are uh, serving and uh, left their homes and they're abroad this time of year. If you asked each one of them what they truly wanted for Christmas, I promise you, you could not order it from Amazon and you could not buy it in a store. They want to be with their families. They would want to be with their loved ones. They would simply say that they wanted to see their parents, wives, husbands, children. They want the presence of those that they love. If you ask children who are abandoned, uh, who are left in orphanages and foster care and that sort of thing, what they would like, 
I'm certain that their answers would sound like those servicemen and women. Now we can give those around us many things this Christmas, but none of them comes close to our love, our presence, and the gospel message, pointing them ever so gently to the cross. As we get ready to go into our Christmas time, I, I say I urge you to get ready. Share your testimony. Uh, be praying about it. Be reading the scriptures because that is the most important thing that can come out of your uh, family gatherings this year. Although I'm certain we'll be pressured to tone down our gatherings as families with the pandemic on, when the phone rings or the messages come in over the, your device, just like at Thanksgiving, I urge you uh, to be focused and purposeful and try to find that joy uh, that's available through Christ to share with them, that they don't call you and find uh, something other than that. Our schools now have winter breaks instead of a Christmas break. Nativity scenes have been almost completely banned from governmental properties. Um, I think it's time that, and, and as bad as things seem, it does seem to be a little bit of a turnaround uh, for Christians in America, but I think that it's, the time is, is now that you and I make it very clear where we stand especially with Christmas, that we believe in Jesus Christ, and if that offends somebody, then we're sorry that it offends them, but we're not sorry for what we believe in. That We are not sorry that we worship the Lord, and we uh, do not plan on not worshiping the Lord, that we're perfectly clear that the reason... For Christmas is Jesus Christ, and not only Jesus Christ in a manger, because that's more acceptable to the world, the baby Jesus in a manger, but that we tell the full story of Christmas, which ends at Calvary, which ends with a Savior that laid down his life for you and I. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, Verse 6 says, And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. We share the word of God with our families this Christmas. Um, as the Bible commands us to do, uh, you'll, you'll be surprised how children, even as wild as they seem now, uh, they, we all know that they don't do what you tell them to do, but more often than not, as they grow older, they do what you showed them to do. They start to model your behavior. They start to model those things, and that is what they are learning at the same time. Now, I won't get into this morning. We kind of discussed it as we were working yesterday 
ideas and thoughts and personal opinions that people have about Christmas trees, uh, Christmas decorations in the church and that sort of thing. And you can discuss that and uh, go around with one another uh, over and over, year after year, and nobody ever arrives at the perfect answer. But as for me and where we're headed as a church, I tend to think that the world has a enough, that Santa Claus is in enough places at the, in the world, and Christmas trees are in enough places in the world, uh, that this place should be about Christ. Amen. And that we point to Him. Now, like I said, it, whatever we think about those things inside the church are really neither here nor there. That we should be consistent in our message. Jesus Christ and Him crucified is what we are all about. The only thing that separates us from all the other religions in the world is that their founders and leaders are still buried where they died. So to leave that out of your Christmas story, I think, is, is a bad thing. Our Savior arose from a grave and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God. And that is the most important gift that you and I have ever received. One thing I'll leave you with this morning is if you, we pray for our family members diligently, I believe that. I think we pray for each other's family members diligently as well. We do a good job of that. If your family member, your loved one, children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews, were to ask you how to know the Lord, would you be able to answer the question? Now that might seem silly, but it's a legitimate Thing to think about. Do you know enough scripture in your life to answer the questions they have and lead them to the Lord? I've never heard anybody ask that question before of a congregation, uh, and there's no shame in it truly if you don't. Um, there's shame in staying that way and staying in that place. You should seek out the scriptures. Let me know, and we can point you in the right direction. Uh, call me. We Everyone as a Christian should ultimately either know or be working towards the knowledge of leading other people to Christ. It is our greatest responsibility. So stand with me this morning.